you're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to The Tech Box. My name is James Honeyball and with me is David Rich. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Hi, James. You had to think then. I caught you off guard, didn't I? Well, I was going to say as always, but then I didn't want to um, exclude any of the other Tech Box family, so uh, I dropped it. Okay, well, good good last minute. No one picked up on it. and no, uh, exactly. No one noticed. If we hadn't said anything, it would have been uh, seamless. Exactly right. Exactly right. So... About uh, a week ago, we were talking about uh, iPhone pre-orders, mm-hmm. and that, I guess, means that this week we'll be talking about iPhones. That would be your natural conclusion. It would, wouldn't it? It would. So, do you have sat in front of you uh, a shiny new iPhone? I do. Do you, James? I do. I do. Mm. Mine is particularly shiny because I went for that silver colour. Heathen. The sides are ultra shiny because I've got my uh, ESR plastic case and it is yet to go all manky and yellow. Um, you can see straight through it and see the um, really shiny silver, well, they're stainless steel sides. It's um, Yeah, I like it. It's, it's nice. So mine is out of a case, obviously, and it's on a uh, on the table and it's all uh, very smudgy. It's very nice. Please don't tell me you're... you're- you're cracking into the iPhone 13 universe <laughs> caseless. Well, as I always say, around the house and ordinarily I will have a case if I'm going and go in the car and it needs to go in the dash or it's going to go on a machine down the gym, then it goes into a case. But other than that, it it remains caseless. Oh, man. It uh, gives me chills just thinking about it. It doesn't sit flush neither. I wonder if you can... If you can hear that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, there we go. Just imagine the micro abrasions that are happening <laughs> whilst you do that. Apple care. Apple care, James. Yes, yes. So I don't know quite where to start because the one thing that I think that the headline is everything we said last week about the iPhones is kind of exactly how it's transpired, really. I think um, there was zero surprises to me, but that meant that it was all quite good and Nice, you know. Well, what are your thoughts? So let's start from the beginning. What did you get? You got your white colour? White Pro Mat... No, Pro Normal 256. Right. Well, I... Didn't I? If you remember correctly, I had ordered the graphite, the boring black. Yeah. um, Pro 256. Yeah. What what I've actually got in front of me is a Sierra Blue Pro Max 256. Okay. So uh, quite a departure. I did um and ah. I got impatient, James. I got okay. impatient. So talk me through the full story here. So I, so what, I what I did, I, I have a Vodafone contract and I, I upgraded early. So I paid the early upgrade fee and I placed my order, but I did it on the Saturday. Anyway, all week, my email dispatch had said, yep, happy, it's coming on Friday. On Friday... I got a text message saying it had been delayed. So I was, you know, hmm, a bit miffed, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I got a text, I got a text, yeah, telling me it had been delayed. Anyway, on the Saturday, I thought, no, I'm not having this. Let's, let's have a look about. So I, I jumped on apple.co.uk and I, I had a look to the nearest location to me. And there was a iPhone 13 Pro. Uh, in graphite 256 exactly what i wanted and i thought brilliant 
Brilliant. So I, I ummed and ahed and I clicked around. I thought, you know, I'll cancel the Vodafone one. Now let's go with Apple. Job is a good one. Okay. In that, in the time it took for that to happen, it had gone. So I saw that it goes, that's gone, but you can also get a Sierra Blue Pro Max. I thought, you know what? Let, let's just do it. Sierra Blue Pro Max 256. Clicked on it. I could have it. It was 30 miles away. Nice trip to, uh, down the motorway. 30 miles away. Um, so I actually, yeah, though, this was Friday, actually. I'm, this was Friday after I got the text message. Um, so I placed the order, apple.co.uk, brilliant, happy, went through, um, and then within half an hour of going upstairs and breaking the news to the wife that actually I'd oh, gone for, for, yeah, I'd gone and done this instead. I got a dispatch email, um, from Vodafone telling me to be there on Saturday. Um, so I was in a bit of a quandary. I thought, what, what do I do? Ultimately, I, I cancelled the Vodafone one. So I, I've trotted it. I, I received it Saturday from Vodafone, left it sealed, went to Vodafone today, handed it back, said, I want to cancel the upgrade. And then, uh, my plan is I'm, I've bought the line off. So it's gone. The line's gone. Oh, you bought the line off as well. Isn't that just throwing money away? Not really, because I think the early, I, I paid an early upgrade fee, didn't I? I think the early upgrade fee I paid, there was only a few months left on it. And the early upgrade fee was like a hundred pounds or something. So I thought, right, I've got that money back because I cancelled the upgrade. I'll just buy the line off. I don't, do you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll just go uh, SIM only, a, a, okay. a nice a SIM only package because I, um, it, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. There's, there was, I was going to pay the line off anyway and early upgrade it, but. Actually, I thought, you know what, let's just go with from Apple now and moving forward and um, jobs are good in. Okay. So um, I got the Pro Max. I added the Apple Care when I purchased it. Um, Apple Care Plus with loss and theft as well. So you got the full top of the range Apple Care? Yeah. So theoretically now there is nothing that could happen to this that I would not have another uh, iPhone in my possession. Obviously a small fee. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a hundred and either a hundred and nine or a hundred and twenty nine pounds if you lose it or it gets stolen. It's twenty nine pound for a screen or back repair, and it's seventy nine pound for any other any other damage. So it's reasonable. Yeah, but how much is the how much is the cover up front? I think it was two hundred and thirty nine pounds or something like that. And that's for two years. For two years, and then you can extend it monthly mm. if you, as and when, if you still want it. Okay. I, 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 it's peace of mind, isn't it? It is. But when you compare that to household insurance or dedicated gadget insurance, that is still really expensive. You are paying, I get that, but I'm paying for the convenience of just walking in. Yeah. And, and I know not everyone can walk in because they're not in, they're not close to it, but I'm not that far from an, an Apple store. My nearest Apple store is probably about 10 miles away. So worst case, I can just drive there and, and come out with another one. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no arguments, no questions asked, nothing. No having to send pictures, find receipts or anything like that. You just go in, don't you? So we've got the uh, new iPhone then. So physically, I quite like the 13 Pro, but I'm conscious that it is does feel bigger in the hand than my 11 Pro. Now, it doesn't feel unnecessarily large like I thought the Pro Max did last year. But it definitely feels a little bit bigger. The screen definitely seems a tiny bit bigger. Obviously, it is a tiny bit bigger. It's a something 6.1 rather than a 5.8. But, um, you know, I think it's kind of like still a really nice size for me. Yes, it's a bit heavier. Yes, it's a little bit less comfortable to hold. When I go back to the 11 Pro now, the 11 Pro feels like a, a tiny 
you know, easy to hold phone because it's got those curves and it's just a little bit smaller and lighter. But yeah, I'm still not, don't have a problem with the uh, size of the Pro, although I'm still not sure I'd want to go Pro Max again. Uh, so how are you finding actually lugging that uh, tank around? So I think I, I was looking back and the last big phone I had was the 7 Plus. So I made the conscious decision to step, well, we all went down on the 10, didn't we? And then I sort of stayed at that size. Um, yeah. This is the first time I've gone back up. But before that, I had the 6S Plus, uh, the 6 Plus and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it's fine. And considering, again, I've been with the iPhone 6S as my um, sell the iPhone 12 and then wait f- for the new one to come phone. So you would think I would notice even more. But I don't know whether it's from using um, the Fold 2 that Mark uh, loaned me. But... I think the, the, the squareness of it actually distributes the extra heft quite well. I always found the 11 Pro really difficult to hold, really slippy with the sides. And I, I couldn't have imagined having a bigger version of that because the 11 Pro was all, always difficult to hold anyway. So I think that I was on an R in. And as I said, this, this was not my first choice. Um, sticking with what I had previously, in, you know, the normal pro in graphite was, but I, it, it hasn't bothered me. It's really nice. I mm. really like having the big screen. My, I, I'd had to, on the, um, 12 pro, I had to knock, knock up the text slightly, um, you know, for aging eyes and all that. Um, so I've done the same on the pro max and it doesn't take up as much screen. I, I've got more usable screen, a larger font size. Um, so it's actually, yeah, it, it hasn't really bothered me. I've had it in the pocket. It's, it's no heavier really in the pocket. Well, obviously it is heavier, but I, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be sliding out. It's going to be doing this in the car, but it, it really hasn't actually. I know it's early days. I've only had it a day. Um, but I, I've been out and about in shorts and stuff and, um, no, it, it, it's not that bad actually. I think it carries it because it's, solid flat slab <laughs> yeah yeah the one advantage obviously is it's got a bigger battery and uh just looking at some of the battery tests on youtube you are literally never going to run that out in a day so i'm at 23 percent now okay as, as we speak and my battery i've been off charge since 6:56 this morning and i've had six hours 23 minutes screen on time screen off four hours 57 yeah um so, you know, that take that from where you will, but I've not had to charge it all day and I would have charged the 12 Pro by now. It had been on and off a uh, Mag, MagSafe charger. Yeah. And I've deliberately not done that just to see how far I'm getting. Yeah, and I imagine you've been caning it today in terms of oh, taking yeah. photos and everything else. And with 23% left, you'll probably make it to the end of the day, won't you? Yeah, yeah, easily. I mean, it's doing some crazy things with my photo library. Four hours, 36 minutes on background tasks. It must be because it's been restored and it's face IDing some people yeah, or something. Yeah, it's supposed to do that when it's charging, though, isn't it? It's not supposed to do that when it's on battery power. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's what's taken the m- most of it. So with photos, I've only had 20 minutes on screen, four hours, 36 back background. So a total of nearly five hours just dedicated to, to photos. Yeah. And I have to say, on even on the um, 13 Pro, the battery does seem really, really good. Uh, yeah. You, obviously, like it was the first full day yesterday and was absolutely caning it all day, lasted all the way through to the end of the day. And uh, similarly, what are we on today? have been caning it today and we're still on 41%. Two hours Sky Go as well, 
two hours of Formula One. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been listening to the radio on this all day and, um, you know, fiddling around with it all day. And it's, um, yeah, still got 41% in. So, yeah, I think battery is up there now with other phones that I've got where uh, the battery's not a concern. Like the Pixel 5, the battery's just not a concern with the Pixel 5. Yeah. So I think um, this now goes into that bracket, which is great. I always found the 11 Pro really good, but then not so much the 12 Pro. I always thought, oh, yeah, we've really hit peak battery performance here, you know, from the 10 to the 10S. Now we're at the 11, and I thought, yeah, 11, This the battery is really good on these. Yeah. And then it sort of took a step back last year. Yeah, I didn't really have the 12 Pro normal last year. So the 11 Pro was always decent, decent enough. Yeah. Um, not spectacular, but, you know, I still get a little bit of anxiety when I take it out being a single phone because you know i'd like to take two phones out you get twice the battery life if i took uh my 11 pro out for the day um i would still get a little bit um nervous uh you know as we went towards the end of the day uh, the battery normally wouldn't uh, be comfortable but i get a feeling that maybe this 13 pro i would be comfortable being taking it as the only device out and it seeing me through to the end of the day quite comfortably yeah, the true the true test is: could you use it as a sat nav and not plug it into a charger? That's the question. Yeah, or do you have the confidence to use it as a sat nav for a good two hours? <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see on that one. But I think I think so. I would imagine so. Yeah, how how are you finding some of the new features anyway? Because I, I've been playing with the camera today. I don't know. You guys have been yeah. seeing the group. I've been stumbling over a few things and ha- having a play and notice a few differences that I didn't think with a case and we've all got sort of views haven't we from yeah various members of the of the group yes exactly so my fear around the 3x uh portrait camera i think is was justified i do think yep. it is too strong i don't know if you've got a feeling on that one when you've tried to do portraits i tried to do a few low light so the, a few low light shots with the 3x last night and yeah. um it's not it's not ideal is it i mean it's definitely for out invites and that yeah, definitely. And even then, mm, I, I want to say it might be too close. I know that sounds odd. No, I think it is. No, I think it is. It's too. The three X is too strong, in my opinion. You have to sort of be quite a little way away. Yeah, and too far away. The, the second, the, the two times got you closer. But sometimes you was like, I just could do it lean a little bit further. And now I feel you push it. You say, all right, I'm just going to take a picture of you. Just stand there. And now you're too far in. You have to sort of step back. Yeah. Think, yeah. If you're using this, if you're using this telephoto as a telephoto to get closer to, uh, you know, you're taking a picture of, you know, like a landscape and you want to get a little bit closer to something. Yeah. It's obvious, you know, 3X is better than 2X. Yeah. But my primary use of the telephoto is the portrait photo feature. And yeah, there's worries about lower light performance are there and worries about it just being too much of a telephoto and therefore you have to keep stepping back. Um, I've got a couple of nice outdoor uh, portraits yesterday and I think testing is ongoing. And of course, we always have this promise of the potential for improvements to the software over time. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I think we're probably waiting for that on the camera side. I don't think the camera is the finished article yet, or I don't know about it not being the finished article, but there's definitely room for improvement. So a couple of things that I've noticed that I'm 
would I say is is different from the pro. So certainly when I'm taking a photograph, what I see on the screen is not what is rendered like within five seconds afterwards. Yeah. I'll take a picture and then it suddenly sharpens up and yeah. exposes. It's it's like watching HDR video. Um it it suddenly goes from just being a normal shot, how you saw it in the viewfinder to enhancing like so let's say light from a window and sharpening up your subject and it's like hang on a second that isn't that's not what i took yeah that's not what i took um also the filters i was playing around with those today i think again i'm not massively impressed with the 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 you know the ones where you can have warm cool vibrant and it takes yeah. a time the time for i took some with a vibrant and i wished i could have gone back to standard but there's no way back Whereas at least if you take it standard, you can edit them. Yeah. It it just it seems to be a bit counterintuitive because if it messes it up and it did mess a few of them up, you're stuck. You've missed that opportunity. Yeah. I haven't played about with that, to be honest, but um, that it worries me that uh, it would be destructive, yeah. It just seems a bit pointless. It just seems pointless to have because I thought, let's go vibrant because I like those Samsung popping colours and things like that. And, and it... It blew out like a window, light coming through windows and things like that. And um, it, yeah, it was a bit concerning. And I couldn't go back. I couldn't say, right, well, actually, okay, I'll just have the normal version. Whereas if I'd have edited that and done that myself from a standard photo, I, I could have gone back. Um, cinematic mode, so cinematic video. I'm yet to find a usage for that. So I've tried doing it with the kids you know, videoing them as as they're playing or running around and um, the hopes of zooming in onto one and then as I move to the other one, zoom onto the other one. It, it, in reality, it hasn't been working like that. It it will just, just looks like I'm taking a normal video. <laughs> it, it fails to zoom. It'll, it'll zoom in on the first time and then it's like it doesn't catch itself up. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have long enough to focus in on the second subject to while they're running around in order to apply that effect. So it just sort of stays. And, and from pressing the shutter to actually kicking in, there's a noticeable lag. I did a video of um, the, 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 the lad playing rugby and I pushed the button and I, on the viewfinder, I, I caught more, I, I probably missed about two seconds of him running before it actually started to record and it's done that a few times so it'll miss the first section when you immediately push it you can see it it sort of stutters on this on the screen again it's probably just a software bug at this point yeah but it's almost like it's trying to fill its buffer and and so it misses the first bit yeah i it, i mean obviously for a photo that would be absolute an absolute showstopper for video in theory you normally got a little bit more setup time on video but that's still annoying isn't it if you if you are trying to grab something quickly yeah, and it's at 1080p as well, so you wouldn't you wouldn't expect the camera to sort of choke on itself. But again, it's probably down to the tweaks that they need to make at this yeah. early stage. But normal video, yeah, you push the shutter button, off you go, you're recording. You push the shutter on the cinematic mode, and it it, it sort of it, it sort of it's blocky. It, the screen sort of jumps, and then it starts recording. It's, it's very odd to describe, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not working 100. percent I don't think yet. I haven't experimented with that cinematic video and I will do. So, um, yeah, I'll be able to catch up on it, but, um, it, I would say generally it feels quite buggy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so I've had fa- you know, Facebook 
just crash a couple of times to the point where you can't, it's not accepting any touch input. So you just have to kill it. Yep. I've, I've had a couple of, uh, a couple of issues with that. But again, it's, it's, uh, it's early point release. I mean, would I have upgraded to 15 at this moment in time if I'd have not got a new device? I probably wouldn't. And, and have you noticed how you don't have to now? Yeah, it's very can... interesting. This is the first time ever where the upgrade to the latest, the, sorry, to the next iOS version is optional. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like advertised as a, you, you might want to try iOS 15 rather than, right, if you upgrade, you're going to iOS 15 right now. And that makes me think, what what is it about iOS 15 that they are scared of inflicting on everyone? I mean, because is it going to crash on the older iPhones or is it just the newer iPhones that it's quite crashy and buggy on? Well, I haven't done the 6S to it. Do you remember with the 4S when that went to 7? That was horrendous, wasn't it? It it literally destroyed those phones. Yeah. So if you had the option to stay back, I mean, all we need now is for the option to roll back a version and and everyone's golden, aren't we? Well, I think because, well, my assumption would be that you would be able to roll back to iOS 14 because iOS 14 is going to be maintained for a few months. So it's not a, what do you call it? It's not a deprecated uh os so you it would still be on all the servers and everything so you would just go back through itunes find the 14.8 isw or whatever yeah, it's called uh, yeah reload it and it still sign it because it's still out there in the wild that's my assumption it's worth probably worth checking i mean it's probably worth a little google but that's interesting isn't it it's probably the only time again probably one of the very very few times where uh you can go back a uh, ios version once the new one's out uh, obviously, you could do it when it was in beta, um, but once it's out, you're kind of uh, stuck on the release version, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Are you using any of the new features of iOS 15? I mean, they're nice, but they're not they're not groundbreaking. If anything, you'd have thought it would have been a bit more solid, uh, you know, because they it's been in beta that long, and they've yeah, it has been, hasn't it? And I heard that it was uh, a stable beta, I or beta, as I think I call it, um, but. <laughs> Um, I never bothered going to it. Everyone said, oh, it's stable, it's fine. Um, but I never bothered upgrading to it. I always just was thinking, well, you know, current version of iOS is working absolutely fine. I've got no, there's no feature on iOS 15 that I think that I need, so I won't bother upgrading to it. So I never did on the 11, uh, on no. the iPhone 11. Face unlocks broken with the uh, masks again with the watch. That's died to death. That's a very annoying bug. And you would think that that's quite a headline feature in COVID times for you to be able to do the watch unlock and it's, it's broken currently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, oh, it's because I haven't updated the watch. Let me update the watch. Uh, and that didn't do anything. However, it, it's seeming seamlessly paired. So when I, I wiped the 12 Pro to sell it. I left the watch active. I didn't back, didn't back it up or anything like that. I just left it in its state as though it was awaiting the 12 Pro's return because it's cellular. I could still go out running. I could still listen to podcasts. It, um, and what happened as soon as I restored that 12 Pro back up to the 13, it said the watch tried to pair with with the 13 and it said, Oh yeah, do you want, do you just want to pair this watch? So it literally took itself into its sort of, it looked like it was erasing it in that special screen, but it didn't. It came back on. Everything was as, as, as it was and it offloaded all the health data and updated it onto the, uh, for the week they had missed. Oh, uh, okay. 
So that's that's interesting because I unpaired my watch yeah. uh, from the iPhone 11 and then repaired it. And it seemed to do it, you know, fairly quickly, maybe five, ten minutes rather than a couple of hours. But how long was it for yours then? Was it just literally instantaneously reattaching to the new phone? It it went into that mode where you think it's erasing itself. Yeah. And it must have been there for maybe five minutes itself. However, it just came back as it was, but this time it was paired. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did have to set up my watch again from scratch. So I think mine probably did go through the full reset. I had to sort the face out and tell it not to do yeah. notifications and all the rest of it. So. So, so my mine was exactly as it was paired to the 12 Pro. But as you said, usually what would happen is I would restore, on previous iPhones, I'd restore the phone and then the watch would, because I hadn't shut the, the unpaired the watch before I'd wiped the iPhone, I'd have a watch now that was set up yeah. but wouldn't pair. So there were effectively two little silos and the only way to go back would be to then wipe the watch and start again. From the watch. Yeah, but this time the two silos sort of remerged. It was quite quite interesting. Um, I was going to say, what's your thoughts on this 120 hertz screen? So I, I, I was listening to Steve on PSC and Ted and I think it's about so much more than just being able to see it and feel it. It's about that battery increase, I think, more than anything, about the fact that it can clock right down and give you that extra power. That's my thinking. Yeah, well, certainly I'm seeing the battery improvements, right? Yeah. So, And I know that they've put a bigger battery in there, and people are saying that the ProMotion is giving additional battery life, and maybe it is um, certainly seeing good battery life. In terms of seeing the 120, it's not quite as obvious as on some of my Android phones, and I think I'm going to have to sort of do it a little bit side by side. I mean, I, we did kind of um, see some reports in the press around uh, third-party apps not quite supporting the 120 hertz at this moment. And Apple's going to, has admitted that, yeah, that's a problem at the moment. They're going to issue a fix on it. And I don't know whether that's basically the, the sort of, what that means is, is that 120 hertz is not working in all the places that you assume it would be. And that's why it's not a dramatic improvement that I'm seeing. But yeah, I have to say, um, it's really smooth, but then iPhones always were. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I yeah, that's, that's what I think. It, it was never, never jerky before. Um, what I think I watched a YouTube video where, where they were basically said you can effectively get twice. It's twice as good, but well, it's theoretically, because if you were watching on a old 12 Pro, a video that's at 24 frames per second, your old iPhone 12 Pro would be playing that back at 60 frames, 60 frames per second, 60 hertz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Refreshing, redrawing, re, reflushing that RAM, that pipeline, etc. But now it can clock it down to match. So because it clocks it down to match, that's where your energy savings coming in. Because of the less time redrawing, you'd have to, or everything that goes into it, and and that for me, I think, yeah, that, that that sort of makes sense. Whether it is actually doing that or not, but in my head, that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what I'll say is, it's it's obviously massively smooth and getting great battery life. Uh, is it as stark an improvement on scrolling around, you know, Twitter and Facebook as like on a, a Mi 11, you know, turning the uh, 120 hertz on and off? It isn't for me at the moment, but I think it's one, again, that we'll see how the software develops and, 
maybe things will improve on that front. But um, yeah, definitely smooth enough and definitely getting great battery life. Yeah, I like it. Bear in mind, I've gone from the normal Pro to the Pro Max as well. So um, I'm probably getting additional benefit there, aren't I, over over what I'm used to? Yeah, yeah, true. Because you've got that massive screen. So 120 hertz probably going to look even better on that. And I don't, I don't know whether, so as I said, I was out and about today and I had, um, I had the case on because I was in the car and the case that I got is a lovely apple silicon one in marigold orange, as we've all seen. Amazing color. Mm. Um, but I, it, I don't know whether it's because it makes sense with that photos working in the background for like five hours, but it would literally overheat and dim the screen. Is that a common thing on all Pro Maxes because the screens are bigger, they generate more heat? Or is that just because it must have been whirring away in the background? I don't know. That, I mean, that I would put that down as a bug as well. There's no way yeah. that it should be indexing photos in the background and causing itself to overheat to the point where the screen has to be dimmed. I mean, that's yeah. just craziness. No, and, and for the vast majority of, of the morning probably about an hour or so, even inside it was doing that. It, when I was trying to use it at the same time as it was it was doing this. So yeah. um, hopefully hopefully that will be a bug. I would have, uh, if I'd have felt it getting, well, whenever my iPhones start getting warm. I turned I it the, off. Uh, yeah, well, I do the volume up, down, hold down the power so that it uh, does a full deep reboot. I don't know what they call it. Um Hard reset. Uh, a, ser- a serious reset. Going down hard. <laughs> Going down hard, exactly. Uh, and to be fair, if you do, if you, you know, if you do do that, it does tend to stop it overheating. It's annoying because you don't, you, you can never really tell what was causing it to overheat in the first place. But it does, by your battery stats, it does look like um, there's something going a little bit wrong with photos. Have you uh, in Safari got your address bar at the top of the bottom? It's at the bottom, and I'm just trying to adjust Ooh. to it, to be honest. Have you put it back at the top, have you? I put it back where it's meant to be. Where it's meant to be. Uh, I keep forgetting, so I'll go on um, I'll go on Safari, and I'll sort of think, oh, the, uh, the Chrome at the top where I've got the address bars is hidden, so I need to sort of scroll up and down a bit to get it to pop out. And, of course, it doesn't. And then you sort of scratch your head, and you say, okay, well, I must be in some sort of web view. Um, I'll you know, try and do an app switch to go back to Safari. And he said, no, no, it is Safari. And then about half an hour later, you say, you, your eyes look down a bit. You say, oh, right, yeah, the address is at the bottom now. And it's, um, yeah, all a bit strange, but I'm persevering with it. Have you seen it where you turn it to the side? When you turn it to landscape mode, it now has a tab to view across the top, like on uh, Mac OS. Oh, yeah, just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite good, that. Nice little trick for you. Yeah, I just need to get used to it, to be honest. I, The problem is with, yes, relocating all of the buttons and touch points down to the bottom makes perfect sense. You know, we've got these massive screens now. It makes sense not to put all the touch points up the top. The problem is, is that really it's, it should be all or nothing. Do you know what I mean? And really all this is doing is putting one control down at the bottom, whereas maybe ios 15 should have uh made every every piece of control go down to the bottom and then maybe it would be fine but um just putting one thing down there can be a little bit jarring yeah no i agree i should get used to it but um old habits and all that they they die hard what um what do you make to the sound do you think can you tell any increased uh, oh, the speaker 
is yeah. absolutely unbelievable. It's it's uh, good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I normally don't care about uh, phone speakers as long as it's like just loud enough to get over, you know, cooking or showering or whatever. But you know, I turn this on and you could honestly listen to music or whatever. You know, the like it's got a really rich sound to it, hasn't it? It's like quite bassy. I had to turn it down. I was watching the Formula One and I thought, this is ridiculous. It's very, very loud indeed. Not some, not something I've usually done, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, just play on full volume. Um, I like the way that the speaker at the top is now sort of integrated into the frame. Yeah. Nice, isn't it? Yeah. We have seen that quite a few times, though, haven't we, where the, the speaker slit uh, is right up against the uh, right up against the frame. But it's, it's a nice way to be, definitely. I was watching a video today, James, and... Uh, as a consequence with the whole so the speaker now isn't on the screen it's on the it's on the well it's it's in the chassis but um also as well what they've done what they seem to have done is um there's a video out there um if we actually have any show notes on I might send you the link um usually if you were to touch id was sort of in that module that sensor wasn't it um and if you were to break that case id you mean face sorry, face id it was in the sort of module at the top so if you were to break the cable on when taking the screen off that that would that was the issue so you could change the screens you just have to put that face id sort of module onto the new screen but everything would work what seems to be the happening now is that that face id module isn't where so the the logic is stored it's stored in the screen so what what this guy what the guy was doing he changed those face id modules over and face id onto other screens and the face id on those phones worked if he then changed the actual screen itself and left the original face id module and the original phone they wouldn't work anymore so it seems that the there's some sort of logic in the actual screen chippery that now has that face id logic in versus it used to be in its standalone sort of thing so you can effectively change the face id parts now and it will work because as long as you don't change the screen so what this means now for non-original iphone screens it means that the face id in its current form if Apple don't change it in any software updates, won't work. I just thought that was interesting so I'm because co- that's the most common thing to break, isn't it? I'm completely and utterly confused. So what you're saying is if I swap the screen out, then my face ID is going to stop working. Yes. So previously you have two identical iPhones. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say we swap um, before you could swap, swap the screens between the two. And Face ID would still work because you're not swapping. As long as you took the, the Face ID module f- that was with the f- original phone and, and put it on the swapped screen, it was fine. You'd just get a, this screen has been swapped. That's what my understanding would be because I, I would assume that the Face ID was paired to the motherboard of the phone it's in. Yeah, but but it, it's not now. So what the guy did was he swapped the Face ID boards off the screens on onto the other ones. And it, Face ID still worked because they had the original screens. What he then did was he went back to normal. So we've got two, two iPhones. Yeah. He then swapped, left the Face ID module with the, with the phone. Yeah. But swapped the actual screens between the two. So bear in mind, they've still got the Face ID module that came with the phone. All we've done is put the screen from one onto the other and the other onto the other. Yeah. yeah? And then Face ID is disabled. So there seems to be, Instead of having that pairing between the module 
and the phone, it's now between there's there's a bit of it on in the screen chippery. Yeah, that's. I'll, weird. I'll put the I'll put the link in the episode, and and it it, it totally does he because he, he demonstrates it all and he swaps it over and it, it's a big YouTube channel. He's got a good one and a half million subscribers or something, and they do this a lot. Uh, they they do it with they did it with the when the twelve when the twelves uh, came out, swapping the camera modules over disabled the cameras, but Apple fixed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Samsung have done something similar with their screen, swapping the screens over. It disabled, it disabled something in their screen. Um, so he, now as a matter of course, you know, like the whole Jerry Rig teardown, they, they do these teardowns where they swap identical parts between the phones to see what stops working. Yeah. And now it would appear that the face ID is actually tied to the glass, the, well, the screen. So if you crack your screen, regardless of whether that face ID is intact or module is intact and you put it onto the new screen, you're still not going to get face ID working because it's broken on the original screen. Uh uh-huh. Which is, which is worrying because that's the, that, that's the thing that breaks. Just as a side note, just an interest piece there, James. Yeah, yeah. I'm more worried that you think that we don't have show notes because uh, I would have thought you'd be <laughs> checking them every week. I will. I'll post you the. I'll post you the link of the video, and you can watch it as well and go. Do you know what? That's so much better than you trying to explain it. Okay. If you could see my hands, it yeah, would all be clear. I would get. But nobody can. No one can see my hands. Uh, that's the problem. Okay. Um, but I would ask the question. Just following on for that. If you were to break your screen, because everyone always says this, oh, well, we need to be able to fix our screens and things like that. I get that. But if you've got an iPhone 13 or a 12 or 11, would you always go to Apple? Because the, the second-hand screens are never as good, are they? Oh, with a with an iPhone, top-end iPhone, I would definitely uh, go to Apple. But if my friend had a iPhone 7 or iPhone 8, uh, would I recommend that they go to apple or just get one because they're so cheap now those lcd uh screens i don't know i suppose i would probably just say i'll just get a get a third party one but yeah no if i smashed my um you know an iphone x series uh screen i would definitely go back to apple to make sure that it got i got a genuine screen yeah yeah i i think for the like you for the older ones especially the ones that the kids get the hand me down Anything sort of pre ten, I would probably change myself. Yeah, they're not going to look as good, but they're they're LCD. It's probably just the color saturation, things like that. Um, but certainly from that point onwards, it's just easier to go to Apple, isn't it? Because yes. they're stuck down anyway, and ridiculously hard to get up. And we can say that these screens are gorgeous, can't we? I mean, I don't know that they are hugely, drastically more uh, better than um, the iPhone 12s or the iPhone 11s, but they're just so lovely. You know, everything is just perfect on them. The contrast, the colour, the everything is just absolutely spot on. Samsung screens, aren't they, are they? Yes. Sure they are. Yeah, LPTO, yeah. is it? That's the latest sort of generation of Samsung screen. Is that the one that Mark just doesn't get on with? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Mark doesn't seem to get on with a lot of these uh AMOLED screens, which is a real shame because uh, it cuts you out of a lot of the market, doesn't it? If you are sensitive to uh, these AMOLED screens or, or particular types of AMOLED screen. Is it the flicker? Is it? Is it the... I, 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 yeah, I've looked at some of the we'll articles. To, it's... Yeah, we'll have to get him on to sort of talk through it. But it does seem to be that he hasn't quite narrowed down exactly what variable it is uh, across the different phones that actually causes the problem. But uh, yeah, it does mean that he basically can't use a phone if it triggers this particular thing with him which is uh, a shame i think it's quite a common 
uh, problem. And um, you hear about uh, people sort of really liking DC dimming, which is, uh, you know, where it's not flicking the screen on and off, you know, 100 times a second to uh, dim the screen. It just dims it with, uh, you know, voltage going into the actual panel itself. Hmm. Yeah, very, uh, yeah, it'd be good to get him on to actually chat through that, I think. Um, I was in the Apple store and I didn't even look at the iPad mini. Oh, I, I went in there to one, well, I went into a, a authorized, what was it called? I can't remember the exact term. It was like an authorized reseller store. It was decked right. out 99% like a Apple store, but not 100%. And, uh, they had a mini in there and I had a little play with it. It's lovely. <sighs> I was too busy trying to stop the kids from uh, ripping the uh, AirPods Max that they had in their heads off oh, from nice. the stand. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've watched some of the reviews and there's a lot of sort of, there's, there's a lot of bezel on that screen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> and, so. and a lot of wasted space because on the they don't seem to have made iPad OS take advantage. So there's like a two-inch gap of, so there's your bezel, and then there's like a two-inch sort of blank space, then there's your icon rows, and there's another two-inch or probably an inch, I'm probably exaggerating, then bezel. It doesn't seem to fill the whole screen. Um, I don't know. I need to probably have a look at yeah. one. I was, I, I was wanting one, wasn't I? But now I've got the big phone, so it's probably not a issue. Yeah, it's just, I think the a good mix would be uh, an iPhone mini and a iPad mini. I think that'd be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, a nice red iPhone mini. Yeah, you'd be able to get your red then, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I did have the red case for the Pro. I had the case before I had the phone, but I swapped it for my tangerine-coloured Pro Max one. Yes, it's delightful, that tangerine. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. It, it's an acquired taste. The kids like it anyway. Daddy, your case is so cool. I think that's the coolest coolest thing about that, me. To be fair, that probably just means that I'm not cool, doesn't it? But um Yeah, with your boring white. White with a clear case, nice and boring. Excellent. <laughs> just so you like it. Yeah, so overall then, this has kind of been a iPhone special episode, but it's uh, hmm. still thumbs up, is it? Although we're sort of waiting for the bugs to get fixed. Thumbs up. Would you say it's sort of just an evolution? There's nothing life-changing in there, certainly going from one to the next, but um, when you when it's costing, I mean, let's think about it. If we have the latest phone every year, it probably costs us about two three hundred pounds to upgrade. So that's it's not a lot, really, if you think of that over the course of a year. That wouldn't be a lot, but I think you'd struggle to uh, lose only two hundred or three hundred quid on it. To be honest, mm, yeah, I'm trying to like soften yeah, the blow. Yeah, I think, yeah, but let's live it. Let's live in that world. <laughs> And say, yeah, yeah, in which case it's, it's an absolute no-brainer to uh, upgrade every Thank year. Thank you, James. Yeah. Definitely. No-brainer costs peanuts. Exactly. Um, yeah, so thumbs up for me. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, and I think it's nice that I've just got it having a change as well, slightly larger. Um, I, this time I don't get any extra features for going bigger, other than a little bit more battery. Um, yeah, just battery and screen, isn't it? Yeah, which arguably the screen is is, is pretty nice. I mean, what I'm on twenty two percent now, so in the whole of the forty five minutes we've been chatting, James, I've gone down what one percent. Yeah, you'll Amazing. be fine. You'll be fine. Be there for till bedtime at this rate. Absolutely cool. Well, it'd be interesting to see how uh, our opinions evolve, and hopefully we'll get some software updates uh, sooner rather than later to sort out some uh, some of these little bugs and. Uh, 
we'll catch up again and uh, see where we are with it. Okay, I'm off to go do my homework. I'm going to find the video that explains it better. Excellent. And uh, I'm going to go play my iPhone, James. Brilliant stuff. Cheers, Dave. Have a good one. See you later, James. Bye. Mate, bye. Bye.